This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. going on guys this is rob carbone coming at you with another episode of bd4 where we talk about the knicks free agent scouting and stuff like that um part three of this little free agent profile um episode 96 of bd4 where there is no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis (laughs) so you know this again this is part three um last couple of shows we covered a bunch of different players. Now we're up to four. Tonight's going to be five and six. Um, you know, upcoming free agents. Um, we're going to cover two more. But so far we've covered. Well, let's see. Last night it was uh, who was it? For the first night, um, for episode ninety-four, we covered Christian Wood and Joe Harris. Um, then afterwards, in the following episode ninety-five, which was. Um, if you're listening to this, this night, episode 95 was released on April 1st morning, the morning of April 1st. And we covered, um, who did we do? We did Joe Harris, Christian Wood the first time out. Then last time out, it was, who the fuck was it? How come I'm drawing a blank? Um, okay. So I actually had to pause the, the podcast there and actually go look to see who we covered last night. Cause I'm fucking drawing blanks. It was, uh. Fred Van Vliet and Davies Bertans. I can't believe I forgot that. Literally just did it um, last night and just released it on the morning of April 1st. <laughs> I still can't. I can't. I, that's bad. Too much technology lately for me, I guess. So. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, it, we've covered four players so far in this upcoming free agent class. Um, you know, I'm just calling them free agents already because I'm figuring this NBA season is most likely not going to be continued. I think they're just going to scrap it, unfortunately, because of this fucking bullshit that's going on. And it sucks, man. It, it really sucks. You know, I I know I give the Knicks a lot of shit, but I miss watching them. I miss complaining about them. I miss getting pissed off about them every fourth quarter when they collapse. And I just miss, I just miss RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson mostly, you know, just the young kids on that team and, Hell, I miss I miss ripping the veterans. I miss ripping Bobby Portis for taking ill-advised three-pointers and hook shots. I miss Taj Gibson for being slow and boring out there. I miss just ripping Wayne Ellington for missing shots off of screen so consistently. I really miss the Knicks right now, and that's sad. But I guess it's going to take a pandemic to make everybody realize the um how much you know we take for granted. I guess right. But, yeah, and, you know, there's, I'm at a point right now with this whole thing where it's like, I'm not even expecting a baseball season at all. You know, originally I was kind of optimistic. I was like, okay, we'll we'll get back, you know, in May. (laughs) 
guys, I don't even think we're going to get an 80 game. You know, folks are talking about this shortened 80 game season. I don't even think we're going to get that. You know, I, I think if it gets to that point, you might as well just scrap this shit. And it's it sucks, man. It really, it sucks. Some idiot had to do some stupid shit over in China, and now some virus had to infect the entire world, and now everything is shut down, everything is ruined, and I'm here just making up episodes to the podcast as we go along. But, folks, we're going to dive into this. I don't want to waste too much time tonight because I am tired. Um, If you're listening to this, it is April 2nd, um, but I'm recording this April 1st on a Wednesday night. But if you're listening to it, it'll be as early as April 2nd um, that morning. So let's dive in. We're going to talk about a couple more players tonight, two more. We've got Danilo Gallinari, who's an upcoming free agent, and also we have... Bogdan Bondanovic, who is an uh, upcoming free agent as well. I think he's a restricted free agent. I'm not sure, but both of them are free agents. Uh, They have the freedom to sign with another club. And, you know, the Knicks, I think, should be looking heavily at at shooting this uh, this offseason. And both of those guys provide that. So we'll start with Danilo Gallinari. But before we do begin, officially, I just want to remind you guys, thank you so much for following along. And if you want to subscribe to BD4... Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, on Google, um, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, uh, Radio Public, Anchor, and the Videocast is up on YouTube, and there are plenty more outlets as well. So, just go to my website, really, just go to my website just to, uh, to subscribe to all those different platforms um, to subscribe to my podcast too. Go to my website at nysportstalk.com rc.wordpress.com once again go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com there should be a tab called outlets right when you arrive there click on that tab it'll take you to a page that displays every single link to where my podcast is so my podcast is on what 12 13 14 different platforms right now and we're expanding each and more um every here and there so Guys, thank you so much for following along to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Thank you for tuning in. And, you know, if you want to stay updated, follow and subscribe to the podcast on all those platforms. And you can also follow me on social media. Follow at NY Sports Talk RC on either Facebook or Twitter. Um, and follow at Rob J. Carbone on Instagram. I will keep you guys updated there as well. So <laughs> thank you guys for, for following, subscribing, listening in, and all that shit. But um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get started here. And it was just all ice. <laughs> okay. Um, Danilo Gallinari. We'll start with him. And then we'll get to Bogdanovich afterwards. Um, Gallinari is a power forward. You know, Knicks fans are familiar with him. They drafted him, and then that was the the whole uh, that was in the, he was in the Melo deal, the Carmelo Anthony deal, I believe. Uh, power forward this past season, he played for the OKC. 6'10", 233 pounds. Had a good season, man. Had a very productive, very efficient season. Um, Nineteen points, six rebounds, and two assists. Did so on 44% shooting from the field, 41% shooting from three-point land, and 89% shooting from the free-throw line. Did this in 55 games um, across 31 minutes per night. This guy is a straight-up shooter. And really, the two players I'm going to be covering tonight, 
much like we've been covering so far in this little, um, I guess, mini segment, mini series of, of free agent scouting. Most of these players are shooters because that's who I want the Knicks to target and that's who they should be targeting. Uh, but Danilo Gallinari is a stretch four. He's a legit straight up shooter. Um, does most of his damage off the catch and shoot. So he's not like, you know, he's not, he's not uh, a scorer. Um, but he can pull up. He can hit the mid range. He can post up. He's decent at a pick and roll, both as a ball handler and as a roller. But most of his damage is as a catch and shoot player. I believe this season actually he averaged um, just under eight points per game um, off the catch and shoot. Off the catch and shoot, which was ranked third of 514 qualifiers on NBA.com. So very good to be to place third in points per game off the catch and shoot this season. Um, obviously that says a lot about his spot up game. So that's what he does. He's going to catch and shoot and just, you know, he'll give you buckets like that. He's got that badge that, <clears throat> that hall of fame catch and shoot badge in, uh, in 2k. Um, but yeah, he's a catch and shoot guy, but who has the ability to put the ball on the floor. He can even throw down some crazy dunks here and there. We've seen him throw down some, some very interesting dunks, but, um, he has some athleticism here and there. He'll display some of that. He'll flash his, you know, um, explosiveness, I guess, you know, not that he's an athlete, but here and there he can throw down a dunk, but most of his game is going to come off catch and shoot, has the ability to pull up um, a decent mid-range guy as well, um, has a post-up game, just doesn't do this often, um, pick and roll, he can handle the ball, he can roll out of pick and roll, but, you know, most of his time is spent outside that arc shooting threes um, off the catch. He's also not the greatest rebounder, six rebounds a game this season, five rebounds a game in his career. Um, in, in about 31 minutes per season, uh, per game. And over the course of his career, he's averaged 31 minutes per game as well, averaging five rebounds. So, you know, he's not for six ten. He's not going to be a great rebounder just because he spends most of his time on that perimeter. Um, playmaking and defense also, again, isn't his greatest strength, just two assists per game in his career. And also this season. Um, but he does keep the turnovers at a minimum, however. So he's not like it's not like he's just ha- uh, turning over the ball and not being a great playmaker because he's sloppy. He just focuses on one thing and he does that one thing very, very well. Um, again, um, defense isn't the greatest, but when he gives you efficient forty percent shooting year by year, year after uh, year after year from beyond the arc, you're going to take it. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm looking at this guy, you know, listen, I think I would take him in a heartbeat. Um, he's going to be 32, I believe. I think he is 32 years old right now, um, entering free agency. So he's probably right now he's on what? $20 million per season across two years with OKC. So you have to think he's going to, he's still being very productive, right? He's, he'll be, he, he might be a little bit cheaper or the years might be a little less. He might not get a long year, a uh, long deal, but um, he's still very productive. You know, he's putting up career best numbers the last couple of seasons at this point in his career. So I don't expect him to co- to come cheap. Still, I, th- I still think he's going to, um, you know, he's going to be worth a, a good amount. Right now, he's making twenty million per season um, for over the course of two years here in OKC. But it's you know, I don't know, man. I think it's just going to be something where the Knicks are going to have to pony up if they really want him. Um, there are younger options out there, so I prefer that verse. But listen, if Danilo is available and the Knicks don't have much else to look at, I would go for him in a heartbeat because I think this guy, I would like it. It's a, it's a fun little reunion. Um, he would provide some front court shooting. 
good spacing um, at the four spot, which, again, I talked about this over the course of the last couple of nights where the Knicks need spacing um, at that four position. They need somebody to space out the floor and provide you know room to work for RJ and shit like that. We just can't have Julius Randle at the four spot posting up or going into isolation and just clogging the fucking lane so there's no room to work. Um, I think having somebody to stretch out things like Gallinari is so important, is just crucial for the Knicks to just bring a competitive product, you know? And a lot of people are like to shy away from the older uh, vets in free agency like Gallinari. But, you know, I think when he provides something like shooting, something the Knicks need, you could still throw him out there and not really uh, halt any of the development. I still think if they, if they use him correctly, you know, I think there comes a point where you want to grow your youth, you want to develop, but at the same time, you need to find a way to be competitive. So if you give Gallinari those Portis minutes, or if you give him, you know, you find him minutes that you used this past season on those other mediocre, washed up, dried up vets, I think you'll find a way to make it work. Find a good balance between playing your veterans and playing your youth, right? Um, but listen, it's not just going to come like that and the Knicks aren't just going to be in the running. It's not going to be easy because as I've said, he's not going to come cheap. Um, if he's making 20 million per season this year, um, in last year, I don't expect it to drop too much if at all. Um, and listen, OKC kept him off limits at the trade deadline. We have to remember this. Um, you know, they, why would they do that unless they're, they're really serious about holding on to him? If they wanted to trade him, they would have done it there. And so you have that to think about. Maybe they want to hang on to him in case the Thunder make another surprise run next season, right? Because their season was going very well for them. They were obviously interrupted by this whole hiatus. So you might think that they'll probably want to re-sign him and bring him back next season to see, you know, if they can do this whole thing again and overachieve. So there's that to think about. And then, you know, I don't know how much weight you guys are going to put into this, but I saw a quote by Gallinari. I'm going to read it right now. He said this entering this season. So it was at the end of last offseason. He said this quote. Um, he said um, he said it to, to uh, I don't know, I think I read this on Bleacher Report, but he said, next summer when I will become free agent, I will privilege a team that can fight for the NBA Finals. I won't chase money, but the chance to play for the title. NBA taught me to be more selfish player on the court, but I have not really succeeded yet. You know, so it makes sense. Most, you know, and most guys will say shit like this just because, you know, it's the right thing to say. But I don't know. I kind of feel like he's telling the truth here because it makes sense. Gallinari, again, is a 32-year-old vet who's been in this, what? He's been in the NBA for 12 seasons now, um, and he's never won. He's never won a title, so he's probably really hungry at this point. He's had some chances where he got close, but he never won a title. And I feel like at this point in his career, you know, while he's at his peak right now, he's not really going to get much better. Let's let's I feel like he's going to have that attitude where I want to win games and not play for a team that's going to be tanking slash rebuilding. So it's going to be tough if the Knicks are going to go after him. It's going to be really tough. He's not going to come easy. Going to be a high demand going to, you know, there's going to be a little bit of a bidding war, but not just the OKC Thunder, but other you know, other clubs out there as well. I know GMs are high on this guy just because of his ability to shoot at the four position. So Danilo Gallinari, definitely an option, but one I wouldn't say will come easy. And nobody comes easy when you're the Knicks. So let's let's be honest here. 
We'll get to Bogdanovich in just one second, but we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break. All right. Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. can say this kid's name right uh bogdan bogdanovich um combo guard uh primarily a shooting guard um who last played this past season for the sacramento kings he's actually played there uh for all three seasons so far uh, he's 6'6 220 uh 20 pounds so good size to be a combo guard last year or this past season he averaged 15 points three rebounds and three assists on a fairly efficient 43 <clears throat> excuse me, 43% from the field, uh, 36% from, from distance, and 72% at the free throw line. Did this for 53 games and 29 minutes per night. So, again, <clears throat> good product, uh, good production and some solid efficiency. Um, he, again, is a shooter. He's not, you know, not, not, not going to be a front court guy. Not going to provide shooting in the front court, but he'll be a shooter in the back court, which, you know, again, is also a need for the Knicks. Not that the Knicks are <laughs> the Knicks aren't a great shooting team in the front court, but they need shooting in the back court primarily. To be honest with you, that's where their biggest needs are right now. That back court, you know, aside from Damian Dotson and aside from Alonzo Trier, who both of those guys might not even be here. <laughs> Um, because, you know, Dotson's going to leave. I'm thinking he's going to leave for Houston this offseason or maybe Golden State. And Trier is just not getting the role he should be. And he, you know, he might be unhappy right now. So I don't think these guys are going to be Knicks for long. So I think it's all that more important to go after a guy like Bogdan and, you know, get this kid because he's a good combo guard who can shoot. He's a versatile shooter, though. So he does it in many ways. He does it in many different areas. You know, he's a good catch-and-shoot guy. Um, I have down that he was ranked in the 95th percentile this season in scoring points per game um, off the catch-and-shoot. 95th percentile um, points per game off the catch-and-shoot. He was also 88th percentile points per game as a pull-up shooter 
He was also 85th percentile in field goals made per game as a mid-range shooter. So he can do all kinds of shooting. He can spot up, right? He can pull up. Uh, he can shoot off the bounce. He can shoot in the mid-range area. So it doesn't matter. He's a, just a good all-around shooter. Good small, con- uh, a good, I'm sorry, uh, large guard. He's a good combo guard who can provide the Knicks some shooting in that backcourt. So good to pair him with somebody like Frank. Good to pair him when you're putting somebody like R.J. Barrett on the floor. So he has somebody that can provide the shooting to keep the Knicks competitive while they're both on the floor. Because R.J. is not a great shooter himself, so he'll have somebody else out there. To, to you know for the Knicks to rely on that three point shot. I think he'd work with many he'd work well with many different Knicks. Um and he's a capable finisher as well. He can finish. He can also you know ball handle out of the pick and roll. Um he's a good playmaker. He's got a bunch of different things in his arsenal where he's good at. Sixty percent field goal percentage in the restricted area this past season. Solid. Four assists per night over the course of his career versus two turnovers. Not bad. Um, and, and ranked in the 64th percentile as a pick-and-roll ball handler when it comes to scoring points per possession. So that's not terrible as well. He's a good, solid, versatile shooter, man. This kid can play basketball. Um, and he's got some speed. Not that he's the most athletic, but he's got speed to where if you don't respect him, he'll blow by you. Um, and But, you know, shooting is his main thing here. A versatile shooter who... Well, attack again many different areas in many different ways, and he's improved marginally each season. You know what I like is he's still improving, and but he's still playing the same minutes. It's not one of those cases where he's improving only because they're giving him more minutes, but he's consistently all three seasons he's played twenty eight minutes a night, I believe, and he's still you know he's slightly upping that scoring average despite the. Um, consistency in minutes. So that's a good thing. You know, it only means he's going to get better. And at the age of what, 27 years old right now, turning 28, I think at the end of the year, but he's still fairly young. He's a kid who can go out there and give the Knicks some decent shooting. Dennis Smith Jr. Hell no, he can't shoot. Alfred Payton can't shoot. Frankie Lakina has struggled shooting. And we mentioned RJ Barrett hasn't shot consistently yet. The Knicks need shooting in that backcourt. So get him out of there. Um, Get him out there. You know, Dotson and Trier might not be here long. The Knicks don't play him enough anyway. So get somebody like Bogdan Bogdanovich here to boost the Knicks shooting in the backcourt. It's as simple as that, guys. It really, it isn't that complicated, to be honest with you. And um, let's see. I also have written down that right now he's making $9, nine million per season across three years. So that's $27 million in total. And, you know, I was looking around. I'm expecting this guy to probably get a little more than that now that he's uh kind of making a name for himself. And um, I think a Forbes executive said, you know, I was reading an article earlier. It said a Forbes executive was saying, expect somewhere an $80 million range um, across four seasons. So $20 million per season over the course of four years. I'm going to say that's probably, it's probably accurate. You know, it's probably something you're going to see now from somebody like Bogdanovich earning that much money uh, for that long. I think that's a fair offer. Um, Again, when you're the Knicks, you can afford things like this because you need it. It's a necessity. It's not something that is just a, a bonus. It's not like you're a team who's financially strapped either. You're the Knicks. You've got money. You just use it correctly, especially since they have all these veterans right now on these team-friendly, non-guaranteed deals, right? All these one-on-one type deals where Portis is 
the Knicks can just drop Portis because he was on a one-on-one. I think Wayne Ellington was. Uh, Taj Gibson's only on a a two-year deal. I think he's one of that is. I think that's a one-on-one as well. There are many Knicks who are either here for just this season or on a one-on-one. I think very few are here on a guaranteed two-year contract at least. You know, most Knicks on this team, most of the veterans that signed in the offseason were on those team-friendly deals. So that's good. That helps your finances here if you're the Knicks. You have that money to go out there and maybe overpay a tiny bit for somebody young and somebody capable of shooting the ball off the dribble, um, off the catch, like Bogdan Ken. So I would definitely go for this kid. I think he's a good fit. He makes plenty of sense. He's a winning player. Um, get him on a team that that's trying to rebrand themselves and, and make him... You know, maybe if the Knicks get him, they're more competitive. They'll just be more of a competitive product because they can shoot a little more. And I don't think one guy's going to do it, right? See if they do sign somebody like him. I still think they're going to have to go after other players who can shoot the ball as well because that's how much of a need it is for them. But listen, little by little, just go after somebody. I think in order for the Knicks to be competitive, they absolutely need to address this flaw here. It is their biggest issue far and away. Yes, they've got defensive struggles, but they need to address their shooting first and foremost. When was the last time the Knicks had a backcourt player who could shoot the ball over 40% year after year or near 40%? Um, I think Bogdanovich was four, uh, 36% this past season, which is not bad. So he can shoot it in volume too. So just, I would, listen, go after him. It's not that hard. Go after the kid. It makes sense to do. So if you're the Knicks, why not? Um... Gallinari, Bogdanovich, those are my two tonight. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't seen episodes 94 and 95, where we talk about Joe Harris, Christian Wood, and plenty more guys like Fred Van Vliet and um, who was the other kid we talked about last night. Jesus, why am I drawing so many freaking blanks? Um, Van Vliet and Davies Bertans. That's it. Um, go check those, article, uh, those, uh, those episodes out. We talked about them and pretty much the same things in those two shows, but some different things as well. So go check it out. Episodes 94 and 95, Nick's free agent scouting. Tonight was part three of this whole thing. Gallinari and Bogdanovich, where, you know, again, it's it's just going to be, it's coming down to, to needs right now and just get some talent or get something that fills a need. And both of these kids are talented and they fill the holes. So why the fuck not? The Knicks should definitely strike for somebody. Um, just, of course, they have to be careful. But listen, you have to be aggressive in free agency when you're trying to uh, be competitive and you're this far behind like the Knicks are. You need to be aggressive. And there's no reason to stand back and just rely 100% solely on the draft. I think use your advantage. You're a team with finances. You're a team with plenty of cash. You've got the money. Use that to your advantage, and you've got these team-friendly deals. Use that to your advantage, and just strike in free agency. You don't have to chase superstars. Not that there are any superstars this free agent class, but you know AD is going to resign in LA, and Brandon Ingram sure shit ain't coming here. So the players that are out there, you know, they're going to be listen. They're going to be commanding some kind of heavy deal, but it shouldn't be too much out of the ordinary. You know, I think you can do it. It's, it's going to be hard for the Knicks, you know, because they're not the most attractive, uh, attractive, uh, you know, team right now. But you have the money to where you can at least make that count. So we'll see what happens, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This 
has been Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, please, guys, if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, BD4, be sure to subscribe to this um, on iTunes, on you know uh, Google, on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, um, just said that, uh, YouTube, where the video cast is, and plenty more. Uh, you can find all those platforms on my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. And follow me on social media, on Facebook and on Twitter, at nysportstalkrc, on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. Guys, thank you so much. This, once again, has been your host, Rob Carbone, doing episode 96 of BD4. We are coming up on 100 soon. <laughs> and I will see you um, Friday or Saturday, the latest, for part four of this whole thing. So we're going to keep doing this thing. We're going to keep doing this little free agent profiling. And see how far we can go. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Rob Carbone, and I'm signing out. Ciao. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, be sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe, share, and all that fun stuff. If you want to follow BD4 on all the different platforms we have, all you have to do is go to my website, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao.